Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, tech fans, and welcome into episode 162 of the Tech Sideline podcast, originating from TSL's High Tech Studios and the Virginia Tech Corporate Research Center. On today's show, we are thrilled to welcome Associate Head Coach of Virginia Tech Wrestling 2012 Olympian Jared Freyer to the show. A special Tech Sideline podcast gets started right now. Whether you are watching live or archived on YouTube, listening on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on Stitcher, we're so glad you could join us as we record on Wednesday morning, January 13th. Our crew today across the way, our founder and general manager, Will Stewart, who's cracking open a Diet Mountain Dew This is Dew not at a beer. <laughs> <laughs> to my left, Associate Head Coach of Virginia Tech Wrestling, Jared Frere. Coach, thanks so much for being here. Behind the scenes, the best podcast producer in the land. He is Malcolm Stewart, and I'm your podcast host, Evan Hughes. For those of you that are watching live on YouTube, thanks so much for being with us. We ask that you please hit the like and subscribe button. And if you have a question for Coach, we already have a lot that we're putting on the message boards, but if you need to get yours in, go ahead and put it into the YouTube live chat, and we will get to those at the midway point in the show because for those that are looking right now, these are all the questions that we have for Coach Frere lined up. So uh, the first uh, half of the show is going to be some questions that Will and I have for Coach, and then the rest of the way, you're going to be driving the questions for episode 162 of the Tech Sideline podcast presented by the Southeast Regional, Regional Training, Training Center. Center. So let's jump in here and say, um, since the pandemic started, this is the first in-studio guest since the pandemic started. We had just started having guests last March. We had on uh, Andy Bitter, David Teal. We were getting that ramped up and rocking and rolling, and then the pandemic started, so we didn't have people come in. And, and uh, you know, I just think it's time. So really appreciate you coming on Uh for those listening, of course, we're masked up because uh, we don't want to cause any problems in the Virginia Tech wrestling program. I'm not worried about Jared Frayer. He gets tested three times a week, you know, so I uh, appreciate you coming on. And so let's start like right away. Let's start talking about the uh, Southeast Regional Training Center um, and because they've, they've been a sponsor of Tech Sideline for gosh, I think three years now, you know, we really appreciate all that. And we always try to explain, you know, the wrestling fans that hang out on our wrestling board, they, they know all about the RTC. They know what it is and what it does. Mm -hmm. But one of the things we try to do is educate non-wrestling fans and non-wrestling diehards about what it is. So let me give you my layman's interpretation of what an RTC is and does. And then when I'm, when I'm done talking, you can correct or expand or whatever. So, so the art, an RTC is for wrestlers who like have expired their college eligibility but are still competing at a national and international level an rtc is where they go to train they live and train 
And an RTC is totally funded through private donations. And so in a, I guess in a perfect world, your RTC is huge and you have a lot of resident coaches and you have a lot of resident athletes. Now, the cool thing that is unique about an RTC across college athletics, as far as I know, is that they typically reside in or on college campuses and the coaches and resident athletes at the RTCs can actually practice and compete against college teams. So whoever your athletes are at the Southeast Regional Training Center, they go in and they wrestle with Virginia Tech wrestlers and practice against them. You know, I don't know how often every day or whatever. And so so for 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 the layman, what I would say is imagine if you had a whole separate um, basketball team of former college basketball players resident at your school that your current college basketball team could practice against. So imagine if Mike Young's team could go in and practice every day against Deron Washington, Zabian Dowdell, Jamon Gordon, and guys like that. How much would that help out your um, your your basketball team? And and to me, the way this really plays in is recruiting. If you are going out and you're trying to recruit a kid in a certain weight class and you have a wrestler or two already in your program who's pretty good that he can go up against every day and get better. But if you have an RTC that also has a resident coach and resident athletes in that weight class, because in wrestling, you get better by by practicing against guys who are who are better than you as good or better than you. So that's my take. And what I always tell fans is. If you want to directly positively impact the Virginia Tech wrestling program, donate to the Southeast Regional Training Center because it allows them to hire more coaches and have more resident athletes. So that's my take and and how much of that is right and wrong. Yeah, I think for the the most part, Will, you you hit it on the head um, as far as having, you know, in in, in the sport of wrestling, you find the, you know, there isn't a pro league. I guess, you know, something that would – equal a pro league might be the you know like the ufc or something something in that regards but if you're going to strictly be in the sport of wrestling um you're competing for for world championships you're competing to make make an olympic team um that's that's the pro league so um you know there's not the i guess the paycheck for the post-grad that is competing to be um you know to to to, to make the olympic team yeah so you know, when I was when I graduated college, and I knew that I wanted to, you know, try and make an Olympic team or, or compete at World Championships. The only way um, that was going to happen was if I was coaching at the college level. So, you know, you were spreading yourself a little thin with recruiting and and coaching and 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 trying to make your team better, while also trying to be selfish and become the best wrestler you could possibly be where you're where you're on that level. So, with these RTCs, which which really started in about 2010, I guess, was really when when the push. And so where did you go to school and when did you graduate? I went to the University of Oklahoma. I uh, graduated in 2002, um, and then that's kind of when my coaching so career. So RTCs weren't a thing. Were not a thing. Yeah. So I graduated college. I was right into the coaching ranks. And that was the only way I could supplement my ability to be able to compete and wrestle yeah. and train and get better. So um, my whole competition career from 2002 to 2000, you know, that decade, I was coaching. And I was, you know, a lot of my coaching gigs were to try and find the best training partners mm-hmm. I could possibly have to make myself better um, to, to, to make an Olympic team. So um, with that being said, um, the training center allows us to do that, allows us to give our guys, you know, and the, and the goal is to have a training center built of, of our alumni. 
correct right. you know so like you were like cuz they were, get the culture right and and if we can if we can have if we have all of our alumni competing to make a world olympic teams post grad then we got a pretty good pretty good college team you know for going into their their i guess their professional career right now we don't have that yet yeah. And so that's where the guys like James Green, um, Nashawn Garrett, luckily Ty Walls is one of the best in the world right now, and, and he's a, he's an alumni. So he's a big, big splash for us to be able to use him as a you know a, an alumni. Um, some of these RTCs want to just have guys as workout partners for the guys. On, they, they're, they're trying to employ guys that are pretty good. They're right on the cusp of, of being, you know, top five or six in the country. And I think with Coach Roby's um, guidance, he wants big, you know, splash names. James Green is one of the best in the world. Um, he's made five world teams. So he's like the, I mean, right now he's the, you know, whatever college basketball or professional basketball player is, is all NBA five times in a row. Yeah. He's training here in our in our room. The recruits see that. The recruits see these big names, you know. And at some point, we're going to have the Mackay Lewis's. We're going to have these young guys um, finish their degrees here, and then we employ them to, to train to train at the RTC. But right now, it's uh, you know, it's it's these three or four guys. We're not we're not employing eight or ten people um, to train here. So that that kind of goes into my next question. Um, <clears throat> I guess a fully staffed RTC would have resident athletes like in every weight class, right? Correct. And and you're saying you're not there. I mean, you can go up and down a little bit to help train, I imagine. Mm-hmm. But so that's that's what the Southeast Regional Training Center needs moving forward is is more donations so they can continue to fill out. And ideally, if you had nobody has unlimited funds, but if you had all the funds you needed, a guy like Micaiah Lewis would graduate and go right into the SERTC and and be a, a a huge help to Virginia Tech wrestlers who are who are currently in the program. Um, so, uh, so, so with that being said, there's so much more than just um, athletes that that the RTC helps. Um, you know, there's 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 a big umbrella that our budget as a wrestling team doesn't cover. Right. Um, when guys are competing outside of the the you know after final exams in in May. Anything we do after that, which is these guys getting ready for, for you know, when Makai made the world team, um, all these tournaments after May, they're not paid for by the school. Yeah. So those are those are extra expenses that, that the RTC picks up. Um, there's other, other jobs around um, our team. For us to become the best um, team in the, in the country, there's other things just besides workout partners that, that we need. And, and, you know, we, we take – um, seriously, as as a staff, whether it's um, you know our our team chaplain, you know just another just little things that you know it's not a huge um, you know take out of the RTC, but it's but that's it's very important for us to have someone that where these guys believe in something bigger than just themselves. Yeah. Um, so little things like that, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's travel, whether it's workout partners, the whole nine yards, it just covers the gamut of the things that we expect from our program to become the best in the country. And what's the best way for our listeners or viewers who want to help the Southeast Regional Training Center? What's the best way they can uh, get involved? Um, well, going to our website um, is, is a big deal, the Southeast Regional Training Center. SoutheastRTC.com. .com. There you go. Um, and, you know, and, and, and 
once you become a donor, you get onto onto Coach Roby's email list. He fills you in with all the all the specifics of, of things going on. We we hold you know a golf tournament, a tailgate, all these different things that go on throughout the year because we're you know wrestling is such a um, a a sport where we want to genuinely be involved and and be around people that are like minded, and uh, we just want to get get the supporters of the of the RTC together who are you know in the long run big time hokey wrestling fans so it's kind of i think they still do it if you go to the website they actually list all of the donors yes um, some are anonymous some are listed by name and and they list them by the donation class just similar to the hockey club there are certain levels you can donate at and when you start last i last time i looked it was up around 300 donors and when you start doing the math on the money coming into the uh, southeast regional training center it's pretty exciting to look at you know and and I know that, that when they first got involved uh, sponsoring Tech Sideline, I think there were something like 150 to 175 donors. And Tony put a big emphasis on the, the very first um, advertising uh, uh, program was a donor a day. He wanted to get it up over 300, up around 350 donors. So it's pretty cool stuff. And, and, I, and I wanted to cover that first while we've still got everybody locked in and have their attention. Yep, they're going to go southeastrtc.com. What a special day it is for us here at Tech Sideline. Will and I are just so thrilled to have um, Coach Jared Frey with us. Thank you so much for your time, Coach. Again, if you have a question for Coach Frey, we'll get to those at the end of the show. You can put those in to our YouTube live chat. But uh, you're in your fourth season here at Virginia Tech, Coach. How have you and your family uh, enjoyed your time here in Blacksburg? Has the four years flown by? It's it's really flown by, um, you know. We 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 rehash all, you know. We me and my wife have a date night every week, and and just about every time we rehash, you know, different locations and the time spent in those locations. And um, you know, this is this has been the longest time we've been in one spot, um, I believe ever. So that's that's a big deal. We've been married for twelve years now, and um, you know, I'm taking her all over the country a little bit, and <laughs> um, and this was, you know, and we thought we were going to go back to Florida and, and be there for. For the, for the long haul and, uh, you know, weren't looking to leave. And, you know, I, to this day, I remember so vividly driving home after after a long case in the in the OR covering a, a spine surgery. And, and I remember the exact exact location on this bridge that I was on. And I'm listening to this voicemail, and it's Tony Roby calling. And, uh, you know, pretty much just, just testing the water and seeing, hey, man, would you, would you think about it? So wait a minute. Let, let me jump in here. What were you doing at that point in time? What was your job? <laughs> I was. I was. It a, makes you sound like you were a back surgeon or something. Well, I was selling selling uh, selling spine uh, for Striker in Tampa, Florida. Um, so spine implants, you know, screws, rods, um, biologics, all this good stuff. So I was working with trying to sell neurosurgeons and, and orthopedic surgeons, um, all types of. Were, were you were you a good salesman? You strike no. this guy to be a good salesman. No, not oh, a good I salesman. totally see no. you being a great salesman. Well, lot, it's a lot easier to sell eighteen year olds. On Virginia Tech, <laughs> <laughs> they had spine surgeons on. Uh, on. So I, I was a worker bee, and man, I, I enjoyed my time. And um, you know, that's why I think a lot of these big corporations enjoy hiring you know former student athletes because because we're you know we're going to be the first ones there, last ones to leave, and you know we we're not going to leave until the job gets done. So, so so random comment. I I, I do most of my car renting from Enterprise Rent a Car. Mm-hmm. And the, the vast majority of their agents that I deal with in the location I go to are former college athletes. Yeah. You know, they, they, they make it a point as, as part of their corporate culture to, to hire former athletes. Uh, a two-time All-American at the University of Oklahoma. I have to ask, what's the biggest difference between Norman and Blacksburg? The mountains, but, uh, but very similar. Small college towns, um, 
You know, with Oklahoma City, you know, obviously a little bit bigger than than Roanoke, but not too much. Um, it's a uh, you know everything's revolves around the athletics of the of the uh, institution. So um, very similar towns, very similar um, fan bases. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Oklahoma's at a at a different level at the at the time, but uh, but you know, I think Virginia Tech is is really close to to being something like that. So um, yeah. You know, Coach, it's not every day that uh, an Olympian joins the Tech Sideline podcast, so uh, Will and I are eager to... I just, uh, I just couldn't quite make it. I, I, <laughs> I mean, we're 17 minutes in. We knew it was going to come up early. Um, you represent our country at the 2012 uh, London Olympics nine years ago. Hard to believe, yeah. uh, as we're in 2021 right now. But if, if we could take a trip down memory lane... What was it like that month, just getting to be in London, representing our country? Take us through what that experience was like. Well, there was, there was a lot of stuff going on. I was supposed to be having my second daughter um, while I was over there. So that was going to be an interesting Skype. Back There wasn't Zoom back then, so it was Skype. Or, or, Wait a minute. Uh, can I interrupt? <laughs> I heard a, co- a commentator on a football game say, I feel like Skype had a three-touchdown lead going into the fourth quarter and blew it. <laughs> really blew it. Yeah. And this so pandemic it Skype, has made Zoom. It was <laughs> Skype back then, not Zoom. <laughs> but uh, but luckily I was at training camp um, just before I was to, was to fly over to London, and, and Nicole, my wife, called. And uh, I remember John Smith, who's he's legendary. He's kind of, you know, I guess, the goat of college of, of wrestling, period. He's won six World Olympic titles. Um, coach at Oklahoma State, he's like, you might want to take that that call. So I took the call, and sure enough, she was going to labor. So I flew back to Norman, and uh, she had her second Beckett. Um, while I was home for, for two days, I left the next day, wow. flew over. So it was one less thing that I had to deal with. So it was a little hectic. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, it was it was a dream come true. It was something that I always wanted to do. You know, I, I grew up in Florida where college wrestling is not a big, big thing. I knew that I always wanted to wrestle in the Olympics. And college wrestling was a vehicle to get me there, um, you know. And, and now that I look back on it, it was it was pretty silly because college wrestling is such a big deal. Um, but like I said, it was a vehicle to get me to to make an Olympic team, and um, it took a little longer than I thought it was going to take. But uh, but man, just the the pageantry, the the opening ceremonies. I'm such a, a huge sports fan. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing, I was the alternate in 2008, and I was able to do all the cool stuff. I was a Usain Bolt, watch Phelps, you know, do all these cool things that, that you know, I, I knew if I was the guy, I probably wouldn't get to do. You know, I'd want to focus on my on my, my training and being so ready. You, so you go. actually had more time to go and Correct. do other things. So 2008 cool. in Beijing, I was able to do all the cool stuff, watch, like I said, watch – watch Bolt and Phelps and things that I watched the you know, the dream teams. And, um, then the, then the, uh, 2012 I was really, really focused on, on what I was the goal at hand and, and enjoying the pageantry, the village, the, you know, being around all those basketball players, you know, it was, it was just, it was super cool to, to, uh, to do all that and be around just a, just an awesome environment that I dreamed about doing for, for so long. As a sports fan, I feel just obligated to ask this on TV. The opening ceremony seemed like just the coolest uh, TV show of the summer, right? Just watching that all unfold. What's it like to be a part of that in person? Yeah, to be walking around a stadium or, or whatever they were doing. Yeah, and people talk about you know being at your venue or whatnot is one of the that was the that was the that was the epicenter. That was everything that I could have imagined it to be. Um, like I said, being able to take selfies with 
you know, the Williams sisters and LeBron and Harden and all, you know, all those right. guys that were, that were, you know, big deals. So, so were those big time athletes pretty accessible to the rest they of the guys? I think that's the one time, right. That they, 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 we all come together as a, as a nation, as a team that, that there's no, there's no egos. There's, they're all about being a part of team USA and, and winning gold medals and, um, representing, um, this, this, this country. So, so the two Olympics you were at, who lit the torches those two years? That's a good question. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't remember I don't what know. year Muhammad Ali was. Muhammad Ali's 96. I remember wow, that. Wow, was it that yeah. long ago? Holy yeah. cow. Yep, Atlanta. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't. Oh, yeah, man. Sorry, we didn't clear that it's question usually, before It's we usually went something live. to do with the, whatever the host country was. <laughs> so I think in Beijing it was some, some, it might some have been a puffy or panda or bear or yeah, something like yeah. that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Sorry to put you on the spot. We should have <laughs> cleared that. <laughs> well, that, uh, that's just uh, that's really remarkable. And, you know, it yeah. got me thinking about you, you've been at the highest, the pinnacle, right, of, mm-hmm. of the Olympics. And thinking about Virginia Tech wrestlers like Ty Walls and Makai Lewis who have competed on the international stage, how do you think – your experience, the Olympics, your career on the international stage has helped those wrestlers in, in the early stages of their career on an international level. Yeah, I think as coaches, you know, we look back on our on our on our careers, our individual careers, and you know what coaches made the biggest impact on you, and and the different things that you know made things as small as as they. Po- I remember talking to Bryce and Donnie yesterday, and just you know, on Fridays and wrestling on one guy in the in the land, and and if he can wrestle the way he does in the practice room and make it as small as he possibly can make it, make that environment, which is a little bit easier now with the pandemic and no fans as small as you possibly can, um, you know, allows you to it freeze yourself, freeze you up a little bit. So, um, those little things, the, you know, um, keeping it as, as small as possible, whether it's, you know, the, the rub downs after, after a hard practice or, or just talking positively and those little things, I think, um, you know, go a long way. And then just the fact that, especially for a guy like Ty Walls, who is such a competitor and, and right now he's been second and third and he's right there knocking on the door. You know, it happens that one of the best guys in the history of the sport is, is the guy at his weight class right now. Um, but you know, you have to be willing to go through that and learn and get better. Cause for, for, like I said, for a decade, I was never the number one guy until the lat my last Olympic trials. So I went, you know, I wrestled in four Olympic trials twice or once as a, as a college competitor and then three times post and never was the guy until the last one. Mm. So being able to, to really push through that and, and see the good and all that, being grateful for, for the opportunities to compete and, and, and especially in these, these special circumstances, you know, this year, um, being grateful for these opportunities because, because some of these kids aren't, you know, some of these high school kids aren't, don't have a, don't have a season the ivy leagues sure no season so being grateful for this opportunity and i think that's the that's the biggest thing because i had to do that a lot i was second like i said second and third and uh, you know i'd had to rely on well i wasn't fourth or you know whatever <laughs> however you could, could be you know, worse turn it around right to be grateful for the opportunity so uh, i think that's you know what i try and preach to the guys and and uh you know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make their own marks sure uh, Coach, you're entering your fourth season, and you know since Coach Roby has taken over this program, we've seen this this Virginia Tech wrestling program elevate to to new heights that it hasn't been to before. You've been a part of that. How have you seen this program from the time you've arrived to where you guys are right now reach new heights? Well, you know, you know, big shout out to you know obviously Coach Dresser. I mean he he laid the foundation. Um, him and Roby, 
You know, Roby was here with him since since the start. So, well, I don't think it's a stretch to say the program was kind of in ashes when when Dresser took it over. Oh, 100 percent. You know, I'm, I'm sure some of that history or all of it's been shared with you. Uh, Brands kind of kind of cleared out the room, you know, and, and so yeah. that was a big job Dresser had. No doubt, no doubt, gutted it for for lack of better better purpose. You know, he he did, and and Dresser like you know built it from ashes really i mean even talking to you know some administration you know it wasn't wasn't very far from from not being a sport so um blessed to be where we're at right now um i think roby and i share the share the same philosophies as far as building a program and 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 trying to find the toughest best wrestlers out there um you know some some programs are built on you know spreading the 9.9 9.9 scholarships isn't isn't a lot of scholarship um, so to clarify for people listening, um, you know, it's not like basketball and football where every athlete has a full scholarship. Every other sport has to has a, a number of maximum scholarships. Nine point nine is a weird number, but there <laughs> you are. And you have to spread that out. Um, right. So just to clarify. So, you know, if, if it was football, there's, you know, 22 starters and then there's the, the, the specialists. So, you know, there's what, 30 guys. So give them twenty nine point nine scholarships and try and build a team with with some backup and, and some you know some type of this is the first year where we've really had you know the 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 good problem of having people that there's depth there's depth where there's you know four or five weight classes where it still isn't is yet to be decided um and some some programs are built on spreading that 9.9 um, we want to get the best guys you know whether we have to spend a little more money on on a guy because we believe in him and trust in what he's what his future is about, and and they believe in in what we're trying to do here. So, uh, so without naming names, is there anyone on the team that has a full scholarship? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but one is probably the one is probably the the answer. Right. So, okay. um, so yeah, and when we got thirty guys on the team, right? So, and they're all bleeding and and sweating and going through these you know daunting tasks of of jumping through the hoops and and doing all the things that we asked them to do and, and and there's there's plenty of starters that are on very very little money and they do it because their 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 pride is there and you know we try and incentivize them as much as possible but but when when push comes to shove you know we're trying to get the best guys in the country and i think that's where um our recruiting starts and that's where we've continued to build and get better on top of what what Coach Dresser and, and Roby did for for the ten years they were together. So from ashes, as we just talked about, to the program nearly not existing twenty years ago, to the pinnacle one of the one of the pinnacle moments I think in Virginia Tech athletics history uh, that happened in two thousand nineteen, and that was Makai Lewis winning the first national championship in program history as an eight seed. I went back and watched. Um, against uh, Vincenzo Joseph, the, the, the title match uh, two weeks ago. And it still brings me chills just because of the raw emotion that was that was showed. Of course, the wrestling was terrific, the, the near fall points in the second period, but just the final 30 seconds and Makai riding it out, and you can see him just smiling and trying not to get hit with a stall and right. his parents in the background. And then he runs over and, and hugs you right yeah. after he wins it. So, so let me, before you ask that question, let me give you a, a perspective of um, it, it's it's so rare in today's society with all the different things to pay attention to that that people lock in on one thing and they very much the 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 hokey nation if you want to call it that was paying attention they were watching so you go out to champs and Makai was on the televisions at champs sports bar and it was great that it was on ESPN it was in those later 
later matchups and and he was the featured athlete right there and so the entire um, fan base could watch and and they went nuts i mean they piled into the website after after he won the championship so from that as a collective experience it was awesome so back to your individual experience just what what was that moment like to watch makai as a freshman to win that and to be right there and to hug him what memories do you have looking back on that yeah it was uh you know like you said I, i'm still i guess still got chills from it but uh but yeah you know his his belief in himself and and his expectations, um, you know, really, they all started and, and culminated in, in him winning the Junior World Championships just, you know, a couple months earlier. But then it came for full circle when he lost his first match. I mean, his, his first his first dual meet, um, you know, he was the world champ. He's a freshman. You know, he, I think he got a little high on his horse. I think we all did. You know, this guy can't lose. And... uh he he checked himself a little bit there, and so the, he, the one loss was his very first, very first dual meet. Wow, as a, as and it was two illegal hands of the face yeah, calls. It was, right? it, was, so it was like eight six final. I think it was a very very awkward ending, and and then he lost again in Las Vegas, and that was the last time you know he he's lost. But uh, it uh, it all culminated kind of after that when we really started talking about how he was going to finish the year, and you just knew you saw this confidence in him, you. You could see it in his training. You could see it when, you know, his diet changed. Um, you know, he's like a lot of us where um, he's he's going to – he enjoys his his desires, whatever their – you know, fruit snacks and Skittles are a big part of his, you know, his liking. Um, so once he started cleaning up and, and eating eat the right way and, and he competes when he's feeling his best, there's there's nobody in the world that can that can stay with him. And that's that's the, uh, the thing that we try and – try and preach to him and you know it's like like the Saban saying you know that, that there's two pains there's discipline or, or disappointment and uh you know if you're not willing to buy into that discipline part of it and and feel the pain of that it's it's going to be real difficult for you to to have the the victories that you, that you hope hope to have so and that's that's kind of the point we're trying to push to our guys as as a program um but that Saturday night um the two times that we had been in the finals before with Devin and and Jared Hot just just crushing defeats um for not only them but 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 the franchise the the yeah. the, the fans the the the, the <laughs> institution um it was it was it was tough and for him to be the first uh as a freshman you know almost a david and goliath type vincenzo two-time returning champ penn state the mm-hmm. you know the, the the alabama of of college wrestling if, if not greater um and he's the eight seed right so right. he he was able to the run was just not the last one it was Evan the, the quarterfinals so he's wrestling the number one guy so did did he you'll you'll have this in your head evan did he beat number four number two and number one is that what it was in the last three beat number one number four yep and then number and number two, two. Wow, and number two was the two-time defending national yeah. champion. Yeah, and uh, so he lost in the Big Tens the week prior, so he was the two seed to the Iowa kid. Did you guys feel going in that that an eight seed was was too low for him? Yeah, but after looking at who he was going to wrestle and and the path that he was going to have to go through to get there, it it, it was it, that was it was supposed to be. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you talk about the higher power. You just there's just things that that 
it was it was supposed to play out that way. Yeah, and, so. I, and I still think just the, the the part that just gives me chills again is just watching the ending and the celebration and his parents in the background. And right. that was good television. Uh, and, and it that was, was and, well and, you know, David McFadden carried him out of the post game uh, post match presser. I mean, it just felt like it was almost just meant to be, as you yeah. said. It was just yeah. really once special. You, and and especially once you get dive deeper into Makai Lewis and the type of kid he is, the the humility. Um, and, and to see, you know, we hear we heard these stories about. I think it was the lacrosse team and the soccer team, and you know, these girls teams and guys teams getting together to watch the match. Right. I think lacrosse was in at Pitt or something, yep. so they were really close, and they were all watching. And I remember seeing a video of the softball team so, and softball some of the hotel. Hotel. might have been the yep. softball. Yeah. So, um, just if you, if you know the kid and 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 that's that's a part of the story, you know, know the family that you know that the. Him leaving New Jersey, you know, he's literally in the in the shadows of Rutgers, where you know he decided, you know, that it wasn't the right fit, and that was, you know, that's a big part of, you know, it's, I'm sure we'll get into it, but just the the recruiting and, and being able to sell a place like Blacksburg, it's we can get guys on campus, it's 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 a tough place to be. Yeah, yeah. You guys have one of the best recruiting classes in the country last year. Moving forward, uh, believe me, for those watching, as I hold up my sheet of paper of questions from everybody who uh, wrote in, we're going to get into recruiting. We're going to talk about the season. Virginia Tech's enjoying right now a 4-0 start to their season. We're just getting started with Virginia Tech Wrestling Associate Head Coach Jared Frayer. Coach, thanks so much for being here. We're going to step aside for a timeout, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the season thus far. We'll talk about some individual wrestlers, and then we'll get into your questions, your listening and watching to episode 162 of the Tech Sideline Podcast presented by Southeast Regional Training Center and Campus Emporium. Welcome back in to a special edition of the Tech Sideline Podcast, episode 162. Evan Hughes alongside of Will Stewart, behind the scenes Malcolm Stewart, our special guest today, Virginia Tech Associate Head Coach Jared Frere. Tech Sideline Podcast presented by the Southeast Regional Training Center and Campus Emporium. And Campus Emporium, yeah. So let's give a quick shout out to Campus Emporium. Uh, I was on their website this morning. They do have a uh, Virginia Tech Wrestling t-shirt, 19 bucks. So... Uh, Check them out. It's not a featured item. We don't have a special link or anything like that. Just go to campusemporium.com and get yourself a Virginia Tech Wrestling t-shirt at a decent price. Still to come on the show, we'll spend a lot of time getting through your questions that you have for Coach Frere. If you forgot one on the boards, go ahead and drop it into our YouTube live chat. We'll read them there. I've got a couple on Twitter as well. Really appreciate everybody chiming in um, for today's show. All right, Coach. Ranked eighth in the country, 4-0 start to the season. Wins against Campbell, Ohio, Kent State, and West Virginia. That'll make Hokie fans happy when no you doubt. knock off the Mountaineers. How would you evaluate the the start to the season? Well, it's a, it's a you know it's a special season. It's almost a season where it's um, you know with the, with the the rules and the 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 COVID guidelines and protocol, um, the ability for us to wrestle. You know, they say it's a season that doesn't count, but you can't tell it to a bunch of eighteen-year-olds. They're they're fired up and and ready to get it, get a chance to, to to wear the the maroon and orange. But uh, yeah, so we're we're able to wrestle a lot of these kids that that possibly would be redshirting or or uh, you know second second team type guys. So um, it's 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 different. It's it's something that uh, we've never had before. Um, our depth is extremely extremely strong. You know, especially being able to wrestle these true freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it, it's it's a lot of we're checking these guys out. You know, it's almost like giving giving them a free shot that to show show us what they got on the competition mat with a with a VT singlet on. Um, and and we're we're seeing some some great stuff. I think I said something. I'm trying to think. 
I think in a quote, I read a quote that I, that I had said, and and it was it's very informative. You know, we're getting a lot of information out of the, out of this year, and and uh, we're going to figure out our best team. And I and I think we're getting close to, to figuring that out. But right now, we, you know, we still have four or five weight classes that are that are up for grabs because it is it's a competitive environment. We got some some strong veterans, but then we have some you know like you were talking about some some young. Uh, I was calling them Polts. I was trying to find the. Uh, find the the right adjective for a for a young turkey so i i called them polts a couple couple uh, months ago on twitter and and that's what i've been running with so um so we got some young so is that an actual word is that what a young turkey is yeah p-o-u-l-t see we try to educate as well school is not in session yet it's next (laughs) week but we're learning something new every day here on the text online (laughs) podcast uh we're not going to go through every wrestler and there's just one that i i do want to bring up because there's so many that are off to great Mm -hmm. starts this year coach but i have to bring up Sam Latona and the start that he's had at 125. I mean, a big decision over the 12th ranked wrestler over the weekend um, from Alabaster, Alabama. His brother wrestled in the program, and he, uh, he was the ACC wrestler of the week, right? Correct. He, yeah, well, first one. Are, are you surprised the the start that he's had? No, no, not at all. I mean, he's he's a confident kid. Um, he spent a lot of time with with Coach Brewer, and and Coach Brewer is kind of our, our lightweight guru at the moment. Um, and, and probably will be for a long time because he's doing some great things and, and has done that, you know, wherever he's landed. You know, I was able to coach Coach Brewer at Oklahoma for three years and, and watch him win a national title at Oklahoma. And, and now he's here um, just doing a great job with our young guys and, and, and especially our, our lightweights. Um, Sam Latona, he took on under his wing right when he got on campus and um, has him on a, on a – on a hot streak and, and, and he's confident in everything he does, he does everything right. He was voted as a team, as, as a captain, as a redshirt freshman, as a freshman, as a freshman. So what they, they what they saw in him during his redshirt year, during the summer, all these, all, you know, when, when things are needed to get done, you know, a lot of times Sam's one of our first calls. So, um, you know, we have high expectations for him. He has high expectations for himself. Um, we expect him to, to win these matches. Um, I don't think there's many guys, um, in the country that he can't beat. So um, he, the proof is in the pudding. His discipline is on point, and uh, he he expects great things. And and so to see him have success early is is big. And he's just got to continue to keep keep building on that. Um, you know, with a guy like Joey Prada, right on his. You know, mm-hmm. we got a we got a fifth year guy, Joey Prada, who's technically a junior because he had two injuries uh, previous. But you know, he's a national qualifier, two time national qualifier. Um, has done great things for our program, and and because of some COVID protocols and different things, um, he wasn't able to do do some of the wrestle off. So, um, you know, he's he's chipping on his heels. So that that's good. They're they're making each other better, and whoever comes out, um, the guy um, is is going to be battle tested. Yeah, we'll talk about many more individual wrestlers with some of your questions, but just had to bring up Latona as the ACC wrestler of the week and the and the start that he's had. All right, so the the non conference, the short non conference slate is over, and now the Friday night duels are here. You guys start your uh, ACC slate this Friday uh, with a uh, with the duel against North Carolina. Um, you know, we talked about it before the podcast started. You know, the ACC has kind of solidified itself as maybe the second best conference in the country. Uh, you guys have had a couple of great duels over the years with the Tar Heels. What are you most looking forward to uh, about Friday? Um, we're just excited to, to get back out there and compete. I mean, the con- the con- you know, we'll go back to it for a while. Just just the ability to you know. F- for such a long stretch of training and not being able to compete, you know, for 10 months, just seeing these guys get out there and, and compete is such a big deal. Um, not something we take, we take lightly or take for granted. So, um, them going out there and, and just give an extreme effort and, uh, 
doing what their what their coach do, trusting in their abilities, trusting in their training, um, and, and letting it fly. Because uh, the last last couple of years, unfortunately, against the Tar Heels, we've we've kind of laid laid what we would call as a staff an egg. And uh, now it's time to, uh, you know, not necessarily get a little redemption because it's it's a bigger picture, and we're all about. Um, just continue to get better throughout the year and, and show up when, when the lights are brightest in March. But um, this it's a big weekend for us. We're excited as a team, as a, I think our fan base is fired up to, to go, go oh, back yeah. and, and, <laughs> and, and restore order because we believe we're, 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 the, we're top tier in, in the ACC and, and, and we want to continue to, to um, do what we're, we're supposed to do. So, yeah. so to get in the matchup a little bit, did, did I read that how, how many ranked wrestlers does uh top 20 wrestlers does UNC, is UNC going to put on the mat? Is it something I like six? That, yeah, six. Yeah. Um, and, right. and arguably the matchup to, to watch out for and, and someone you had such a big hand in transitioning from that red shirt year to putting him in the lineup is mm-hmm. Bryce Andoni at mm-hmm. 149 from last year. Terrific year. I mean, he beat the number eight seed of the 2020 NCAA tournament for Campbell to open up the year. Um, he's going to wrestle Austin O'Connor on Friday. So uh, is that a matchup you guys are excited about? So is O'Connor the one you mentioned that's ranked number one? Number one. one. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, yeah, it's a big matchup. You know, the, the matchups go up and down the up and down the uh, the lineup, you know, especially where they're where they're favored. Um, uh, you know, I have extreme confidence in, in our guys and those in those technically powder blue favorites. But uh but I'm excited, yeah. You know, Bryce has has, has put in a good summer of training, um, and you know he's a style matchup that's that's not good for for just about anybody. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I, you know, Mr. Connors is a stud, you know, in his own right. Um, he's ranked number one for good reason. He had a great year last year. You know, I think he would have been, you know, one of the top guys going to the NCAA tournament if it, if it was wrestled last year in Minnesota. But uh, but yeah, I you know I I have I have confidence in my guy. Um, I think he's gonna as long as he he does everything correctly. Um, you know, we talked about discipline, um, being disciplined from here till till Friday night. I think he's he's a guy if he makes weight and does does everything correctly beforehand. You know, he's he's a handful for for anybody. Um, so I'm excited. He, he it was a two point match in the ACC finals last last March. So uh, you know, it's gonna see we're gonna see what what's. Uh, you never know what you're going to get with Bryce. He's 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 bottled fireworks, and and something's going to happen. So <laughs> fireworks. You know, one word that uh, uh, um, Daryl Weber and I kept bringing up on the broadcast to describe Bryce. He's just explosive. I feel like is that a fair word to describe him? Hundred percent. And he and he's long. You know, you th- put. You know, I I love college football. So you know, you see that these best programs with these with these defensive backs, and and you know, not only are they you know extremely athletic and talented, but the length of some of these guys. You know, it's it's such a you start bringing uh, leverage into the sport of wrestling, or really any any of these sports. Leverage and, and athleticism is a is a it's a slippery slope. It can it can you can you can do some really good things. So and that's what Bryce Andonian is, and he's got an extremely high wrestling IQ. Mm-hmm. And um, you know you put your put some cardio together and and uh, some discipline outside of the room. He. he the sky's the limit for that guy. That's Friday Night Duels, and that's on the ACC Network. So Six everyone o'clock, can right? tune in to watch that. Hokies will be on the ACC Network quite a few times moving forward here. Yeah. All right, let's transition. Now we're 45 minutes into the podcast, and I told <laughs> myself we wouldn't go over 45 minutes because all of these great questions that we have for Coach, some of them are serious, some of them are fun, and we're going to lead off with a fun one because this comes from our friend Peter Long, uh, who was a longtime SID here at Virginia Tech, who's now at Seton Hall. 
formerly the uh, wrestling uh, SID, all the great content when Makai Lewis won the national title that year. That was that was all Peter Long, and so I owe a lot to him personally, and he texted me this morning. So he's got a question for you. We'll lead off with him. He goes, Coach, in these times, how are you getting your wing fix on the road this season? Wing? Chicken wings? On the road season, yeah. I'm a big I'm a big chicken wing connoisseur. Um <laughs> I love my chicken wings. But uh but yeah, I think uh we've I can't I can't be on the road. So that's 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 the hard part. I can't go recruit. I can't I'm kinda my wife is like, Man, I you gotta go do something. I see you so much. So uh I think last week I and, and this is one of my pet peeves. I don't like to go to this place because I'm uh, you know, it's I feel like it's fast food wings, but but I went to Buffalo Wild Wings in Morgantown, and you know they were they were pretty good. Okay, so, good. so what's yeah. your favorite place to get wings? Yeah, how about in Blacksburg? Do you have a favorite place oh, to go? Man, it's it's free advertising coming up. Yeah, because there's so much good wings in Blacksburg. There is, there I is, mean, there is some really good wings. Um, why can't I think of the? Why can't I think of the bar that? PKs. PKs. Uh, PKs wings PKs, are, huh? are really really good. Okay, and and, he, and as, as close second just because my my girls love their pizzas, Mellow Mushroom. They have some ooh. really good barbecue wings all right we'll, we'll be sure. sending we'll be sending the bill to both establishments yeah exactly <laughs> and uh peter also writes shout out to studio nicks yep the best hairstylist in blacksburg is in my basement so um yeah so my my wife stays busy and and uh especially with our guys and and the women around town they uh they're she's she's a really good hairstylist there you go. Thanks, Peter Long, for leading yeah. off the questions. All right, let's go ahead and jump into some on the boards. And Well, I want to start with Hokey Magic, A, mm-hmm. because I think that's a really great board name. Uh, I like that. Uh, so, uh, he writes, how is Coach Brewer enjoying Blacksburg and the team? Also, what kind of improvements are the kids he is working with making? Um, I think we touched on a little bit, which is with Latona. I mean, his the confidence. Confidence level, he, you know, he is – he is an optimistic son of a gun, and um, he is—he is a fiery guy. He's, you know, he's still—he's young, twenty-six, so he's—he's he's still scrapping with the guys, you know, just about every day. And um, first, first, the first part of the question, um, like I said, he was—he's just kind of a—he's Kansas City guy. Went to Norman, um, wrestled Oklahoma, so we—we we understand that you know the small town college campus. What when when the town is all of you know revolves around the college athletics um it's a, it's a pretty unique situation so um i don't think he really loved chicago i think he loved loved his time at northwestern but but being back in a small town his wife is a nurse here in town um he loves his job i mean and uh the synergy it brings to the staff as a whole is is, is pretty unique and and uh exciting so um confidence to the guys amazing technique um he wrestles with them considerably so uh you know from from 49 down he's he he keeps those guys on their toes and and uh you know whether it's wrestling or mindset or you know having kids at, at his house for dinner um mm. he's he's fully involved in the in the program and and uh we're, we're blessed to have have him on on staff so um i'm excited i've known him for, for a very long yeah. time obviously so uh good to have a friend a guy that i coached and just seeing him just evolve as, as a coach is, is pretty special. It's the uh, Oklahoma hashtag OK2VT with uh, the, uh, the coaches on staff here. Yeah, the Hokie Magic. That's Sooner Magic, such a big deal. Yeah, and, and, Will, you want to? Norman. All right, so next question is from Wazriz, W A S R I S. I assume that's how it's, how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple of questions, but I, I want to ask this one. Uh, what are the most pressing needs of the program? And be specific facilities slash equipment, more residents, resident 
RTC wrestlers, mm-hmm. added support staff. What what are, what are you and Tony really looking to do for the program? Man, you know, and, and we All are <laughs> we are well, we're extremely blessed. I mean, when you have a when you have a, uh, a administrative support that we have um, from you know from from Wit and and Chris Helms and um, the people that that support us from an administrative level. Um, there's a lot of things that 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 we have. I mean, I remember standing in Morgantown. You know, when you know we don't get very many moments, but but Roby and I were standing there, and I'm just like, man, this would be really hard to be a you know a mid major, someone that doesn't have necessarily the support that we have, yeah. and uh, you know, giving us the ability to do the things that that we really want to do with our with our brand new brand new locker room, um, the mat, you know, yeah, the mat, the new. Uh, the new dining center, the new dorms. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that we didn't have to sell three years ago, and uh, now we have some. I mean, we obviously we were we were selling and 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 the program we had what we needed, but uh, I mean now there's so many cool spanking new new things that we can sell um, to recruits and to fans and to, to alumni and donors. Um, so to make a long story short, man, to to get detail oriented. Um, you know, it's great to always find someone else new to, to come train. Um, you know, maybe maybe an RTC type coach, um, where that it, it gets we get spread a little thin, especially during season where I, whether I'm running a workout where it's James Green and, and a couple guys and Ty Walls and so you know a lot of times we'll have separate workouts because freestyle wrestling is a little bit different than college wrestling. Right. So we we have separate workouts maybe once maybe twice a week um, with just the you know the pro guys. And uh, usually they they work out with our guys, but for the most part, um, you know, we'll have a separate workout, and that gets spread pretty thin when there's not just an RTC coach, you know, a freestyle coach that's running that. When you start running two and three workouts a day for different different uh, groups of guys, it can get a little taxing. So maybe finding an, an older guy to 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 be just a coach and not just a training partner, you know, a separate coach to coach Ty and James and Nation and and these other guys. So. Um, but yeah, as far as equipment goes, you know, I think at some point it's going to be exciting to to look into a standalone type facility. Oh, um, he so, threw it out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to shoot for the stars, and and right now we have what we need. Um, at some point, it's it's going to be exciting to to look into that. But right now, man, we're we're blessed to have what we have, and and we're you know we're never going to be um, extremely. You know, we're not going to stop setting our setting our goals and sights high, but we're content. We're content. We know we can win a national title with what we got right now in Lane Stadium. So nice, love it. Um, Lar Hokey has a couple of great questions, and this kind of gets into recruiting and the challenges mm-hmm. that you guys are going through right now. He wants to: know, How are you guys allowed to actually recruit potential recruits right now? Is it, is it calling the coach? Is it sending mail? And what are the challenges that the extended dead period has had on recruiting? Um, extreme challenges. I mean, because we are we are personal people. Um, we enjoy making those those relationships happen, and, and it's a little difficult to, to you know do it through a Zoom or a text or a graphic. Um, so, and like I said, that's kind of our motto with with Roby and I. Regardless of who's the, who the recruit is, who we're recruiting against, um, if we can get them on campus, we we got a shot. We got so. So at this point, the guys you are recruiting. What percentage of them would you say that you had a relationship with before the pandemic started? What's wild with this 2022 class, who is primarily who we're recruiting, we're kind of done with the 2021. We got two studs coming in, um, Trey Kive, a stud from PA, and and, uh, Cooper Flynn, a stud from Tennessee, both top three in the country at their weight class. Mm. Um, 
2022. You know, obviously we can't get into names, but there's there's three of the top ten guys that me, myself, or Coach Roby have known since they were knee high. Right. Mm. So you go way back. So we go way back. So, you know, and now it's you know how do you set yourself apart? And so they've been on campus. They've they've seen what we got, and um, but you know, but we're going against the Blue Bloods. We're going against the Ohio States, the Penn States, the Michigans. The you know, we were talking about the Jordan brand schools that are you know the the brand brand name Blue Bloods of, of college wrestling. So, um, yeah, how are we going to set ourselves apart? And so that's uh, that's the challenges. Um, luckily, we have the one of the best graphic guys in the country, and, and Ben Smith. Um, he He's does, terrific. He does some amazing work, and uh, it's it's been fun going back and forth with these with these recruits. We can call, we can text, we can Zoom, um, but at no point can we have any face to face contact with them or their parents. So um, you know, even if they you know flew across the country from California, not that we're recruiting many Californians, but flew across the country, paid you know a thousand bucks to come over here to to check out Blacksburg, you know. They could possibly text one of our guys on our team and have them show them around, but we at no point can we be in contact with them. One more question from LAR Hokey. What is the biggest challenge that COVID has created when it comes to training and teaching the wrestlers? Um training and teaching the wrestlers. We've like I said, we've been we've been pretty good as far as the means we have to 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 make things happen, whether it's off-campus training sites when you know maybe the restroom room is closed, um, you know the three times a week getting something shoved up your nose isn't the, the best <laughs> at but, seven in the morning. <laughs> at seven in the morning, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know we've we've done a really good job facilitating the the struggles and the and the hoops that we need to jump through, and um, you know our our medical staff has just been extremely. Um, great at, at their jobs doc, dr rogers um sean collins just just have have helped us immensely and and um i think you know them going through this cycle with football has, has really you know flattened out some wrinkles and and we've been pretty pretty streamlined in, in in our training and and what we've done and i think you know expressing that to the guys that a lot of these schools haven't you know they're they they have spent a lot of time off the mat um big gaps of time where they couldn't couldn't train and for us, for us, you know, we had a, a short, short time during that their late summer where, you know, it hit us pretty strong, and we were and we were off the mat. But for the for the most part, we're we've been we've been streamlined, and, and I think you see that in our conditioning and our wrestling these first two weeks. So let's just continue to build on that and trust in that training, and and you know, good things can come in the next five weeks. Cool. Go ahead. Uh, let's uh, go down to uh, let's see here. IV underscore hokey twelve. Um, other than Corbin Myers at 133, all of the lightweights are really young guys. Could you potentially see Colin Girardi or Sam Hillegas move down? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the intriguing question in a lot of weight classes, um, moving forward, um, where, where those holes open up, who is willing to, to allow themselves to shrink down and, and find themselves in the lineup. And that's, that's the great thing about recruiting high level high school wrestlers or high wrestlers in general is that they're going to find a way to, to, to put themselves in the lineup, whether it's gaining weight and getting big or, or getting low and, and, and getting to the weight below them. So, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely questions that, you know, we want to get through this season and, and, yep. you know, excel at the highest level. Cause I think we have a team that can do that. Um, and then, you know, once, 
once Sunday of after the NCAA tournament comes around, we'll start, you know, figuring out those those questions and answers because we have we have some studs coming in, you know, as as recruits and and we got some like I said some veterans like like a guy like Colin Girardi who wrestled thirty three mm-hmm. last year and is up at forty one. Um, you know, there's definitely possibilities. Does Sam mm-hmm. Latona, you know, hold twenty five for another year or two? He's a big guy. You know, yeah. he's he's five ten, wrestling hundred twenty five pounds. You Oof. know, he's. He, he that, can, he that's can, hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's lean and mean, and and does everything right, and, and doesn't cut a lot of weight. But I mean, he definitely has a frame to, to be bigger. So you know, there's all kinds of questions and answers that we could run through. But but as of right now, it's it's Corbin Myers at 33, and and whoever's going to come out of that 41 Hilligus or Girardi is is going to be uh, is going to be tough to deal with. Real quick, I, I would love to talk about Corbin Myers just for a moment because I've had the chance to interview him a couple times. Just super friendly. He's about guy. 30 years old now, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's a uh, just got granted a six year of eligibility. He missed all yep. last year due to injury. What's it like getting a, a guy like Corbin back in the wrestling room? And what's it been like to see him recover from his injury? Yeah, he, you know, same thing. You know, he's definitely been a guy who, when I, we were talking about, you know, the the experiences that a, as an athlete for myself and and. All, you know all the other coaches you know just being grateful for that for the opportunity he saw that for a year you know he wasn't the possibility of his career being over was 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 large and uh so he is he is very grateful we have to train him a certain way you know we don't want to overtax him because he because he is i mean he's he he he's older and he has some looming injuries that you know we want to you know keep keep on the down low and and not not uh infuriate those injuries so um just, just a great kid. Does everything right. Um, great leader um, for a guy that was for for a guy that was, you know, three years at Edinburgh mm-hmm. or four four years, three years at Edinburgh, um, and then to come in by the by the second t- second year he's on campus. He's he's a, a team captain. Is he he definitely has the ears of the guys and and does a great job in his in his work ethic and everything on and off the mat. He's in grad school, you know, so he's already got his 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 undergraduate and um, just doing a great job. So. You know, I don't know that he'll be, he'll take this, you know, year next year. But uh, he's he's excited to, uh, you know, leave his leave his time at Virginia Tech on, with a bang. So. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, so we'll, next next question from me. Unless, okay. Unless you want to, do you also want to follow up with the same general question for Katka and Borst about the? You white you want to ask it? Sure. Um, so same general question for Katka and Borst: Is it likely that we see either go to one ninety seven? I don't see that as a as a possibility, they've both done a great job of, of, you know, they're both very, very large human beings and, and have done a good <laughs> job with continuing to put pack on muscle. And, and I think they truly believe that they're both um, heavyweights. So um, it's going to be a battle royale. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to watch. You know, Hunter Cackett just turned 19 years old. John's been with the program for this is his fourth year. Um, so the experience and the, and the you know the the young swag I guess is, is is fun to see and and they are you know right there you know we don't know who the guy's going to be and and uh, it's it's fun to see because Hunter Cack is putting put up a lot of points and it's pushing John Boris to put up a lot of points so um, it's it's razor thin the margin there and and uh, yeah fired up to, to see who comes out. Yeah, on, on Bor- I tell you, Boris is fun to watch. I can't wait to see Katka in person at some time too. I mean, they're yeah. both uh, they're both very fun to watch <laughs> yeah. on the mat. Yeah. So um, uh, next question is from me. Okay, Will Stewart. Um, you have registered for the site and you post on our message boards. And you don't do it anonymously. People know who you are. Um, to my knowledge, you are the only coach to break what I would call that fourth wall and communicate directly with the fans through our website. 
uh, what led to that? Because you, you and I have never talked about this, never mm-hmm. emailed. I've never asked Tony. I've just noticed that it's going on. Um, it's uh, that I, I can't quite find the right adjective. That's that's pretty ballsy to come to a a separate third party like us and communicate directly with the fans. How much discussion occurred? What led to that decision? That's that's yeah. I uh, I did it at I did it at Wisconsin, and it was just I mean the outpouring of just gratitude from the fans um, was 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 pretty unique, and I think I, I do a lot of times. I kind of uh, put Wisconsin and Virginia Tech, you know, almost on on similar type playing fields, especially in the sport of wrestling, and, and even in these other and some of the other sports. Um, really, kind of the blue collar, you know, work hard, do great things, and um, just being able to, I guess, have that transparency with with fans and and uh, you know, answering some questions that you know if you're not on on coach roby's email list which you should you should be on um because he he does drop some some really great um tidbits in his in his emails his weekly emails but uh but yeah just being able to have that that communication back and forth i think it uh it it allows a little more of a trust a little more trust between the, the staff and 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 you know the outside world and and even even the ability to to um, communicate with fans that that aren't the fanatics, you know, that don't don't come to our socials and and you know I have plenty of deep conversations with some of these you know fans at you know at our socials after matches and that type of stuff. Especially during during this these times, it's it's fun to uh, be able to have that that communication and that transparency with with um, people that that eat, sleep, and breathe yeah. Virginia Tech athletics. And there are a lot of those kind of people. <laughs> uh, we started off with a fun question. We've got a couple of fun questions to close here. Airborne Hokey 96 has a couple of really just fun questions I'm excited to get your opinions on. First one, question, will the mustache make its return for this season? Man, I went clean shaven this morning, so it's it's not looking good. I, t- I had a goatee for, uh, the other day with, with Hunter Kack and Ulrich lifting weights, so it's it's not looking good, but you never know. Stashies for Nashies is always a fun little trademark, so you never know. Well, 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 the real question is, where does Nicole stand on this? <laughs> she loves it. She loves it. My mom hates it. <laughs> um, Cabo Fish Taco, or has something else moved to your number one? <sighs> it's a good question. It's it's tough to to, to beat Cabo. Man, but, I love Cabo Fish man, Taco. So yeah. good. But when it comes down to it, uh, you know, I think the 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 seller has may have taken taken mm. the lead. It's, okay. It's, what do you like? Pizza's there? Like, anything in specific? No, I, I grew up. I'm from Tarpon, Florida, and it's a huge Greek population, and there's a lot of great Greek restaurants, and and the Greek salad, and the, just the different things there have just been. It's it's kind of won me over a little bit. Okay. And sitting outside is, I mean, not the Cabo's not a great outdoor venue, but you see all downtown yeah, Blacksburg, exactly. you know, for the absolutely. Okay, I'm really excited to get your thoughts on this question from Airborne Hokey 96. If there's one rule you could change in folk mm-hmm. style scoring, what would it be? It's a great question. It's a great question because a lot of people are trying to make it into freestyle wrestling, which I'm, I'm adamantly against. Um, just because you know they want to see the sim- you know the I guess the easy transition from college wrestling into into freestyle wrestling at the Olympic level. But I think there's a reason there's twenty thousand fans at the NCAA tournament every year. Um, mm-hmm. It's because they they understand the rules. The rules haven't changed in a long, long time. They, they've been little little differences nuances here and there but for the most part it's been the same 
same rule set for for a hundred years. So uh, yeah, I think taking the more we can take the rules, or I should say the calls out of the referees' hands, um, the going out of bounds. If you step out of bounds, I think it's you know whether it's a point or it's a stall call or something. There's there's too many. There's there's a variance of well they were just wrestling out of bounds. Well if you if you step out of bounds and there's got to be some if they're going to say half the time it's it's a bad thing, then I think at some point you can't put that in the ref's mind where he's got to figure out if it was was it malicious or was it was he trying to stay in bounds there or was he just trying to go out of bounds mm-hmm. because so it's it's that, that that would be my taking taking that rule set out of the out of the officials hands, making it either a point or a stall call, one something to where there's not the ability for the ref to say, oh, okay, that was just continuation, or there's no black and white there. I love it. Yeah. Well, let's put him on the NCAA uh, committee of, <laughs> uh, you know, he's open for business. Will, any others from this sheet you want to ask? Hmm. I think a lot of them we covered throughout the uh, throughout the show about the Southeast Regional Training Center. I'll, I'll, I'll get one more serious one in, and then uh, we'll close with Jersey Hokie 29 on Twitter because Jersey Hokie 29, I think it's the final word. Super Upper fan. quad. Uh, which of the young guys has been the biggest upside surprise? Gosh, it's such a it's such a uh, you know as you'd say a blue chip laden class, I guess. Um, they've all just done a a great job buying in. Um, I think we we were really excited about practice yesterday, and that's one thing you know. Roby said is you're just starting to see these kids really really buy into the to the uh, the program and to what we're trying to preach as coaches. In the practice room, you know, the effort, you know, not just every other day, but every single day, getting the most out of yourself. So um, young guys, you know, the three the three that stand out are, are, are the PA guys and, and uh, Ulrey, Katka, and and, uh, and Hillegas. Um, you know, Clayton Ulrey comes to, comes to work every day and busts his tail. So um, he's putting himself, you know, in the talks, another 157. You know, we got a redshirt freshman who was a – the number one guy in the country, and you got Clayton Olry, who was top five in the country as a high school kid, and um, you know they're they're slugging it out to see who wants to be the guy. So um, just excited for for these young guys to continue to to trust in, in what we're preaching, and and uh, you know we're they're going to see some serious results. So those three, you know, Clayton was second at the at the U twenty nationals mm-hmm. that were in Omaha in in, in October. Um, Hunter Katka was second, same thing. And then Hillegas was third, so they're three. They're three guys that are top two or three in the country at their at their weight classes, and um, just excited to see what the future holds for them. So the, I think there's <clears throat> one other thing we should address. There's a series of questions from VT Dante about the NCAA championship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how many wrestlers? Usual right. thirty-two, sixty. Have you guys received any guidance on what's going to happen? Well, and that's I. I that's been a big topic of discussion on the board. You know, I check out, check on there probably once a week. And, and, uh, and as of right now, as long as more than 51% of the programs are still competing, um, college wrestling programs, they'll stick with the 33 man brackets. So that's huge for us. And then that's going to, you know, that's going to allow us to really qualify as many guys as we possibly can, especially for the young guys that maybe don't, they're using five, a five year prior, um, conglomerate of, of results where if you're a true freshman, you got, four matches right now so um so that that's going to help and then as far as the ncaa and and attendance and that type of stuff um we don't know that we're 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 supposed to know by the end of january so 
uh, Tucker Davidson, who's the the glue of our program. Um, he he's supposed to get get that that news into January. And and uh, the nice thing about that, I think the St. Louis Blues, where where the the NCAA tournament is held, uh, their their arena, they're allowing a certain strong number of fans. So so we're excited to to you know hopefully have fans, and, you know at some point, whether it's fifty percent or twenty five percent, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for pointing that out. Those are great questions from uh, VT Dante that everybody wants to know. Okay. Let's wrap things up with Jersey Hokey 29. For the <laughs> uh, for wrestling fans, I, I think he's a celebrity. Is that fair to say? He like is, on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people yeah. know. And didn't he, didn't good, he have good a. Good or bad, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he had a sign at the golf tournament, too, didn't he? Like, oh, when yeah. his holes oh, yeah. brought he's to a, he's, a, he's a proud supporter of, of our program, and, and we love him. And, um, you know, he's he uh, takes good care of us, and, and we appreciate his. His camaraderie on the uh, on social media. I just love so Twitter's gone away with the egg. You know that's what it used to be when you didn't have a profile picture. You know, like so what is that? 10, now? 11, 12. Uh, I forget what it is. It's like actually like a uh, gray shape of a face that's like just no, a blank. Yeah. Huh. But uh, Jersey, Jersey Hokey 29, 29 always had an egg. He still egg. has the egg. And so yeah, okay. I just want to say I know he's listening. Uh, <laughs> I, I just appreciate that you still have so the egg. Intentionally saved and used yes. the egg. 100%. Um, okay, so a couple of fun and serious ones. Let's start with the serious. We'll end on the fun. Um, how many members of the 2012 team do you keep in regular touch with, and will you continue to bring them to Blacksburg for team growth opportunities? Yeah, um, for the most part, you know, just about all of them. You know, the hard part was that I was a I was a coach. I had a family, you know, and I had been coaching for for many years before that. I was the only one that had a job on the team, so it was you know I wasn't I was thirty some years old. Most of them were twenty four, um, twenty five years old. So I was a, or no, I was thirty two, I guess. But uh, but yeah, it was you know Coleman Scott. I probably spent the most amount of time with him. He's now the head coach at UNC. So uh, I suppose leading up to the, to the games, I probably spent the most amount of time with him. He also went to Oklahoma State, so we trained a little bit together because um, so we, we were pretty close because I was coaching, coaching in Oklahoma. Um, Sam Hayeswinkle, the, the, our little guy, very close with him. He's close with Brewer. So, you know, four or five of the guys, I, you know, they're still in wrestling for the most part, just about all of them. So whether, whether they're at Ohio State, UNC, Oklahoma – um, you know, the GOAT, Jordan Bros is still yeah. wrestling. So um, it's nice with with James, James being a, f- a former teammate and, uh, you know, the number one guy at, at, at his weight class. He allows us access to guys that we, you know, might not have, have sure. had in the past. So it's. Uh, final question for you. Do you feel pressure to carry the torch as the most fashionable member of the coaching staff? Uh, that's. That is that's a lot of added pressure that I try not to to put on myself. I let my wife take care of that, but uh, but yeah, man, it's running with Roby, man. Roby's he's he he keeps me he keeps me uh, on my toes. On that's toes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so what, what brand jeans you wearing right now? Levi's. Levi's. Wow. Levi's. They're, they're so you like actually the, look good in Levi's. I quit looking good in Levi's about twenty five years ago. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now they're like the the expensive brand. It's just befuddling i'll say on the broadcast <laughs> that we do for wrestling i mean i'm there sometimes coach i'll look over in a break i'm like guys we got to get a shot of coach frere and what he's wearing right now i mean <laughs> i do take a I sweater do, yeah. i mean we we try and highlight that because you are styling and profiling i do there, take so. pride in that and uh you know and now you know all these all these staffs that necessarily aren't in shirt and tie and um you know it's fun to, you know i'm coach young inspired our masks so, you know we found out that they're really good masks but coach young Shout out to him! Huge win last night against Duke. That was fun to watch. He's a, he's a great, great motivator. Man, man, beating and Duke never gets old. I was about to say, did, did you watch the game? Oh, I went to ask it earlier. Yeah, of 
course. No, yeah. I, I I love Virginia Tech athletics, and, and if there's something on, I'm probably watching it. So, um, but yeah, he, he got us on these masks, and they're pretty sweet. So so let's do some fun stuff. Uh, um, didn't plan this ahead of time, so I'll just fire away. Uh, favorite uh, band or singer slash performer? Because uh, so if you graduated college in 2002, you are uh, you're somewhere around 40 years old, right? 43. So 43. So that that lets everybody, he, he looks younger than that. So let's that lets everybody know. So you're basically a child of the 90s as far as music Correct. goes. Oh, yeah. So, do you have a favorite band or performer? I'm a big I'm a big country guy. Um, you know, I, I try and change what I what I listen to in the wrestling room because a lot of the guys aren't country guys, so I have to <laughs> to switch it up pretty strongly. Um, but yeah, uh, '90s hip hop and and country music. I don't I don't have too many favorites. I was never one of those guys that needed music to get me fired up or anything. But um, I do love music. Um, but but country music is is the route I go. And um, right now it's. Man, it's there's there's so many great great country artists in the '90s. Obviously, Garth Brooks. Well, the was '90s the was a good time to be a country music yeah. fan because uh, there was. Um, speaking for myself personally, I I was born and raised in the '80s, pretty much as far as music goes. And once Kurt Cobain and all the grunge crap came along, I didn't want to listen to that stuff. Sorry if I'm offending anybody <laughs> out there, but that stuff's crap. Yeah. You know, so so I think there was for for me. That's when I made a transition into listening to more country music. Yeah. You know. Um, Toby Keith is the one I remember from that era. You George know. Strait, Garth Brooks, Al yeah. Jackson. It was good. I, I, I came a little bit. I came along a little bit after Garth Brooks did his thing. You know, he, he had already gotten started. Yeah. You know, and I went to the Chris Gaines. That was that was an interesting time. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite movie? Favorite movie of, um, of, of all time. Dag on there. I'll job. bet you if you do that Evan Hughes has not seen it. Yeah, that's the running joke on this podcast. <laughs> I, I, every time they mention a movie, I have no idea. Like I had to watch Office Space because I'd never seen Office Space before. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, favorite movie? Favorite movie? There's a lot of them that I once they come on, man, it's hard to turn off. Um, Rocky Four is always a good one. Really? Just, yeah, Rocky Four is tough for me to turn off. Um, dang, it's it's passing me up right now. But the one with uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah, it's that one's hard that. to turn it's, off. It's a good one. Tombstone, you, I love Tombstone. Well, I'm not sure I've seen Tombstone. Have you ever seen Walk the Line, the Johnny oh, Cash? Yeah. Oh yeah. That that movie, the 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 chemistry between Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon is, you, it's one of those. Shawshank is the same way. Right. You walk through the room and it's on, and you stand there and you stand there and you sit down and next thing you know you're watching the whole movie. Yep. Yeah. So for me, it's a risky business. Risky business. Tom Cruise. Yeah, man, we all wanted to be Tom Cruise, and not just because he was, you know, yeah, with in air quotes right. Rebecca De Mornay. We just Tom Cruise was just was just cool, sweet guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, do do you get a chance to like watch much Netflix and stuff like that? And you you, you stream yeah. anything? You know, I got I got young girls, so once they go to bed, it we we're pretty strict on our bedtime. So she's they're they're in bed by eight, and uh, and me and my wife, you know, we're always looking for something. We watched couple couple episodes of Cobra Kai last night so we're trying to catch up with that um, but yeah we're, we're big Netflix people I guess are you uh, familiar with the original Karate Kid movies so do oh, you yeah. have do you have the context oh, for yeah. Cobra Kai yeah. yeah yeah and that's you know that's these young kids are watching it and like oh it's stupid and some of them really get it and but but you just I mean it's if you go back and I mean that's I grew up on it. That's you Ralph know, Karate, and, karate and was, Kid's always yeah. been kind of campy. Yeah, you know, right. uh, they 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 kind of walk that line. Yeah. 
Um, the thing about watching Cobra Kai is, you know, they, they keep bringing people out. You know, yep. like, yeah, you still look good. You still look good. Yeah. You still look good. That that entire cast. Yeah, I had to look up Elizabeth Shue's age last night, and she was 57. I was like, man, she Whoa. looks pretty good at 57. Yeah. Yep. So, but Ted Lasso, that's another. That's kind of my favorite. You know, that's what I need to summer. start watching. Okay. I'm Ted glad Lasso's you said that. great. That's what I need to mark great. down. So, so. so if you're if you're not offended by extremely vulgar stuff, I recommend Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Right. Oh, it's it is, it's it's uh it will surprise the people that know me and and how I I never curse or anything like that in writing and 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 I and I try to stay professional on the boards and stuff like that might be a little shocked that that I like Big Mouth. It is. Um, <laughs> Check it's out. out there, man. So It'll be good, yeah. Roach. We're taking a lot of bus trips here in the next couple of there weeks. You go. So, there you go. Um, well, uh, big big duel on uh, on Friday, Coach. Looking forward to the uh, ACC uh, opening up for you guys, and uh, an hour and a half, almost an hour and a half with us on the podcast today. Thanks so much for for stopping by. And uh, honestly, Will, maybe one of our we've done 160 podcasts. This might be one of the uh, the best we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, appreciate you coming on. We and, appreciate uh, you guys. You guys' is, is help is tremendous, and and. Um, we we uh, we couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you so much. Both yeah, guys. Again, I appreciate uh, you uh, breaking the seal on having people back in here to be on the show. But yes, yeah. Yeah. seriously. Well, uh, six o'clock Friday night, Virginia Tech, North Carolina. It's on the ACC network, and uh, uh, Hokies are ranked eighth in the country. There's so much talent to go around. And uh, coach, all the best to you, to Coach Roby, to everybody else. And uh, we look forward to doing it again soon. Thanks so much. All right, that'll wrap it up. Episode 162 of the Tech Sideline Podcast. He's at Frere on Twitter, Coach Frere, at Will Stewart TSL on Twitter. You can follow Tech Sideline on Twitter, at Tech Sideline. Watch other podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see all of our older ones on our YouTube page. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button if you are watching. All right, for Coach Frere, for Will Stewart, the best podcast producer in the land, Malcolm Stewart, my name is Evan Hughes saying so long, and we'll talk to you on Monday talking about Virginia Tech basketball, football, and everything else in wrestling, everything else that's going on in the world of Virginia Tech athletics. Thanks so much, and have a great week.